0: What's going on, everybody? My name is Alex, AKA Shreddy, and I'd like to welcome you all to the Shreddy Steak Podcast. This is a podcast related to all things movies and filmmaking. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how much it costs to run an editing business. I will be talking about kind of the expenses and things that I am consistently having to buy. And I will also be giving my advice on some alternatives because just because I'm doing things one way it does not mean that you have to either, and I do spend money on a lot of things, but I also haven't at one point. So I'm gonna be giving you a lot of information about how you can run your own freelancing video editing business. But before we get started, if you all can do me a favor and subscribe to this channel, no matter what platform you are listening on, run on all the major podcasting platforms, as well as a video, but more of an audio version on YouTube as well. So like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Now, one thing to keep in mind before I start getting into this actual breakdown is that this is assuming that you already have a computer, you've already got hard drives. This is not gonna be any of the startup costs. This is just going to be stuff that I'm paying for consistently to actually run the business. Now, if you guys want to, I can do a separate breakdown in a future episode of what it could potentially cost for you to start up an editing business. But like I said, these are all the things that I'm currently paying for, either on a monthly, yearly, bi-yearly, et cetera basis. So if you're a first time listener, just to give you a little bit of background on myself, I do both video production and video editing, but video editing has been a bit more lucrative for me. I went full-time with this business back in when the pandemic started in 2020 and 2021 it's just really taken off. I've learned a lot of things along the way including many many mistakes so hopefully this conversation will help you avoid some of those mistakes with your own business. So I'm going to be talking about the top things that I spend money on consistently. I have things tiered right now. I have my excel spreadsheet in front of me at the moment, and you'd probably be surprised that I don't really have to spend a lot of money on things. It's not really required to get started, which is really nice because anybody can get started just like I did. But I'm gonna quickly run through all of the things I currently spend money on, and then I'm gonna break down each of them as well as kind of give you an alternative if you're not looking to spend the money that I'm spending, for instance. So right now, consistently on a monthly basis, I am paying for the full Adobe Suite, which includes Premiere Pro, After Effects, all that stuff, all the the major apps I'm currently, I have a subscription for, a paid subscription. I have a QuickBooks subscription to help run my business as far as invoicing, keeping track of income and expenses, all that good stuff. I have a bookkeeper that I hired, and some of the things that you need to look out for because I made some major mistakes with that one. I pay for Dropbox right now on a monthly basis. And then some of the things that I don't pay for on a monthly basis, but I pay for either yearly or bi-yearly or anything like that. I have three domain names, one for cashing out, one for my name in general, and then one for my business name. So cashingout.com, alexshrednoselike.com, and awsfilms.com. I have a caching out website, which I don't plan to renew next year. I'm just going to migrate all that information onto my main website, just because the film has lost a lot of steam, and it, makes, it doesn't really make sense for me to pay for its own website anymore. Um, I have two email addresses that I pay for. So I have my main email address, which is info at awsfilms.com, and then I have an operations email, operations at awsfilms.com. I'll break down the purpose and the reason why I bought both of those. I have LLC expenses, so I have a registered agent fee, which again, I'll explain that more here shortly. I have my personal websites, which again is my main website, the www.awsfilms.com. I have a subscription for that, which you can pay for in many different ways, which again, I'll explain more later. So let's just start breaking things down and I I think that will hopefully make a little bit more sense to you. So the first and main thing is the editing software. So I pay for Adobe, the whole suite, the whole Creative Cloud, which at the moment at least I pay $30 a month for because I have a promo subscription. They do promos all the time where you can get the entire suite for about $30 a month. Premiere by itself is about 22 dollars $23 a month as well as pretty much all of the apps individually if you buy them. And normally the subscription is about $55 a month to $60 a month, I don't remember exactly since I don't pay full price for it right now. That turns a lot of people off. I know paying for that doesn't always make sense. It may not make sense in the beginning for you because you may not be making a lot of money up front. For me, I love using Adobe products as flawed as they can be sometimes, I prefer to use them over other editing software, but I make enough money to where I can justify the cost and it's not a huge deal for me. Yes, I could probably save some money switching to something free like DaVinci Resolve, for example, or something that doesn't have a subscription, such as, again, DaVinci Resolve or Final Cut Pro, but I like using Adobe products. I get a lot more jobs using Adobe products because a lot of clients will ask me if I use specifically Adobe products, because a lot of times they'll have templates made or just, you know, assets that they like using that you have to use Adobe Premiere for. But if you don't want to pay for the subscription and you still want a good alternative, you can get something like DaVinci Resolve, which is free. You can get the paid version as well, which is only about $300, or you can get Final Cut Pro which is also about $300. Now, I'm not gonna go into the pros and cons of each. This is just kind of information on this video of what things cost. Maybe I'll do that in a future video. So if you want me to do comparisons from a freelance video editing perspective, definitely leave me a comment if you are watching this on YouTube. So currently I pay $32.09 a month for the Adobe Suite. That is very expensive and it kind of sucks that I have to pay for it over and over again, but again, I make enough money in my business to where I can justify the cost, and it's also a tax write-off for me. Again, you might wanna use something like DaVinci Resolve when you get started, because it's free, or any other cheaper or free software. I will note that you may not get as many job opportunities if the client cares about that kind of thing, but if they don't, I'd say go ahead and get started with, again, DaVinci Resolve Final Cut Pro. One of my freelancers uses Final Cut Pro right now, which you only have to pay for one time, about $300 like I said. So it's entirely up to you. QuickBooks, uh, there's a couple different versions of QuickBooks, I chose this one because there's just a lot more functionality with it. I was using QuickBooks Self-Employed for a long time, which is only about $17 a month. I found that QuickBooks is the easiest to use and it's also one of the cheapest in compared to what it can do. So, some other alternatives I've looked into, FreshBooks, but it didn't really work for what I needed. You can do all the, all your uh, bookkeeping yourself if you want to just on spreadsheets like Google Docs, or if you just have Microsoft Excel, you can create invoices. You may not, you're not gonna be able to accept payments, um, which if you want to be able to accept payments and do invoicing, a nice free alternative is to use Square. Square only charges you based on transactions, which so does QuickBooks, but there's just a lot more functionality and easiness with QuickBooks and compared to a lot of other bookkeeping software. I highly recommend it. You don't, I have the, I think simple start plan, which is currently $25 per month. You can also pay for it on a yearly basis. I currently do it per month, but yeah. So that's that's pretty much it for that. I don't, I don't really have anything else to say as far as QuickBooks. Now I have a bookkeeper that I currently pay $231 for. Um, well, it's actually two twenty-five, dollars but I hired them through Upwork and Upwork has a 3% credit card processing fee. So that adds up to about $6.71. Um, so like I said, monthly I pay $231 a month, $231.75, and then a year that adds up to $2,700. And $81. Now that sounds like a lot, but I desperately needed a bookkeeper as my business has been growing very, very rapidly. And I just cannot keep up with doing all the bookkeeping myself like I was before, as well as running my business. Like it, I'm still having issues right now to where I'm having to work seven days a week. And honestly, just having somebody help me with this has been a blessing it takes a lot of the load off my shoulders especially because like i don't know everything there is about bookkeeping there's a lot of tax laws and ju- just just keeping track of things that i just didn't really know so having somebody that was knowledgeable is really awesome now you don't you you can shop around i got quotes from people for hourly rates most bookkeepers pay on a monthly basis which If somebody is asking for you to pay hourly, I would be kind of skeptical about that. And I'll tell you why. But most of them pay on a monthly basis just because they're only going in maybe once or twice a month to look over everything because they're pretty quick. I mean, it's not something that is very time consuming for them. I got quotes from like $125 up to like $400 a month. So it honestly just depends. I went with this one because she seemed to fit my needs the most as far as being a freelancer and just, she's a freelancer herself, obviously, and just knowing those kinds of things. um, So far I've been really impressed with her. I actually hired somebody before her and she, the other person was really, really awful. They charged me hourly and they never really seemed to accomplish anything. So luckily she ended up just quitting, but it it was not a good experience and I wasted like five or $600 when I could have just hired this other person the first time and not had any of those issues. So lesson learned there. Make sure you're not just picking the first person. If you know anybody who has used a bookkeeper, I definitely would ask for some advice on that. Some of the big things that I looked out for was their experience, if they had any credentials, if they were easy to find online, what their price was, what their knowledge was. I could probably make a whole episode just on finding a bookkeeper. So again, if you guys want to see that, definitely let me know. Moving on to the next thing, I use Dropbox for all my cloud storage. And the reason being is that I I know that Google Drive is cheaper in some aspects because they have more options as far as plans. So like for instance, you can get like 100 gigs a month for around $2 a month or sorry, not 100 gigs a month. You can get 100 gigabytes of storage for around $2 a month. And I think their one terabyte plan is about the same as Dropbox. But the problem is that Google Drive just isn't very good yet. I feel like the platform itself just feels very dinosaur-y, which is really disappointing with how awesome Google is. I don't ever have any serious problems with Dropbox as far as uploading. Or downloading stuff, I find it much easier. It's a lot more automated than Google Drive. So I download a lot of footage from people who use Google Drive, and it comes to a point where I can't even download things multiple files all at once. I have to sit there and monitor it. So, like, I had this client who used Google Drive, and they were, they had tons of footage, tons of B roll, and they had their main clips. And every time I try to download, the files into a compressed folder, it would fail every single time. So I'd have to sit there and download all the files individually, which could take like an hour. Now that doesn't seem like a big deal, but when I have a lot of projects going on an hour, just sitting there to download stuff, I could be working on something else while those clips are downloading. I can't do that with Google Drive. I can do that with Dropbox really easy. It downloads files fast, it's very automated, I can just run things in the background and I never really have problems with it. It just kinda sucks how expensive it is and how many lack of plans that they have. I wish they had some smaller plans because I don't need two terabytes of storage. Like my hard drive that I'm using to store all my Google Drive files on isn't even two terabytes. So it's kind of a waste, but it's honestly, the price is just worth what I'm getting out of it and it fits my needs perfectly. So moving on to the domains, um, you need a domain if you're gonna have a website and say you have like multiple things that you need a domain for. So like I decided to domain both my name and my business. So that way if you type in alexshrednoselike.com it will automatically redirect you to my main website, website, which is awsfilms.com. I do all of my website stuff, besides the Caching Out website, through Wix. Uh, Wix, I like a lot more than Squarespace just because it's a lot more customizable than it is with Squarespace. The appeal of Squarespace is that it's very just drag and droppy, which to an extent, so is Wix, but I I tried to replicate my current website onto Wix and I couldn't do it because it just didn't have as much functionality. So just something to keep in mind there. I don't actually know the price of price of everything as far as websites and stuff with Wix just because they have so many different plans. Like you can pay for things monthly, you can pay for things yearly, You can pay like two or three years in advance. So there's a lot of times where I'm paying for things three years in advance. So for instance, my website currently, the last time I spent money on the website to renew the plan, I spent $468 for a three-year plan. So I'm gonna do some math real quick to figure out what that is monthly. So it's about $13 a month, reason why I paid so much in advances cause I think it's maybe around $20 or so a month. So, and I, I ended up having the money. I thought to myself, I don't really have to worry about this for three years. So it's kind of worth it for me to do that. Um, you certainly don't have to do that. You can just pay for it for a year. I may go down to monthly, just depending on how much it costs. My, my plan doesn't actually renew until October, the end of October of 2023. So I got plenty of time to figure that out. Uh you can kind of do the same thing with the domains. So my domains currently on Wix cost let me see here. They cost around 47, they cost $47.70 for two years, which equates to about $2 a month. I have two of those. So roughly about $150, give or take. Um same thing with the the cashing out domain. So each domain about $47 if I buy it through. Wix again. That's another thing that you can just pay for. I I don't think you can pay for it monthly, but you can pay for it yearly, and it's a little bit cheap, or it's not a little bit cheaper. It's more expensive. Um, it's cheaper if you buy more years in advance. Completely up to you. But if you have the money to do it, I would say save a couple bucks, and you don't have to worry about it for a few years. I know there's some cheap If you're good at like building websites yourself, there's definitely cheaper alternatives as far as domains and website building I don't really know what those are you don't have to have you can get a free Wix website if you want or whatever place whatever hosting site that you want to use I don't personally recommend that when you're trying to build a brand maybe in the beginning if you're like listening to this and you're like just starting out in high school or your early 20s or something but I definitely recommend having that .com it makes a huge difference I think as far as legitimizing your business. So it's a cost that you don't really need in the beginning, but it is something you're gonna to wanna to keep in mind uh, that you're gonna need at some point. As I mentioned, I have two email addresses that I pay for. I have that at AWS Films. Not something you necessarily need. You can go to Gmail and just buy one, or not buy one, but sign up for one for free. So if I wanted to, I could just have a at gmail.com. But I wanted, again, I just wanted something a little bit more professional. A nice thing about the paid Gmail addresses, I'm not sure if you can do this with the free ones, is you can create aliases. So I have several aliases built on top of each of my email addresses. So for instance, with my operations, I have a billing at AWS Films. I have an accounting at AWS Films. Those are actually linked to the operations email. So if you want to appear maybe a little bit of a bigger business than you actually are, this is a great solution for that. I don't know how much it costs actually on Google, but I bought both of my email addresses on Wix and those are $72 a year, which equates to about $6 per month. The reason I bought two of them is that having one was super messy. Even just having two is super messy, but I have one where I strictly just deal with clients and then I have one to strictly deal with all of my operations stuff. It helps separate all that stuff and keeps it somewhat clean. Again, you could do just one Gmail address if you want to buy that. That's how I operated for about three years. I didn't buy my second one until I think last month. So entirely up to you, it's not something you really need. And like I said, you always have that free alternative of just creating a free Gmail address. Apparently I missed some things when I listed everything initially at the beginning of this episode, but I forgot that I also, I pay for both music licensing and stock footage. So for stock footage, I use Storyblocks, which they have both monthly and yearly plans. I buy the yearly plan because it's a lot cheaper. If you buy the monthly plan, I believe it's $50 a month. And I also pay for Artlist, which it just has one price. They have stock footage as well, but the problem with Artgrid, which is their stock footage website, is that it's really new and they don't have a lot of inventory as far as clip selection. Whereas I I need a lot of B-roll when it comes to my work and Storyblocks has just been better. It just, there's a lot of footage on there. I I would say that Artgrid's footage is a lot more cinematic, but it really just depends on if you need quantity or quality. Now, this is something you don't really need to have. It's something that I didn't have for a while, I'd say like the first like two or three months of when my business really started blowing up, I wasn't using that because the clients who needed it were providing it already. But eventually I just decided that I needed it to make my life a little bit easier as far as finding music or footage. There's really not that many great free options as far as music or footage. So I definitely recommend if you're doing a lot of that work, getting one or both of those. It's not something you need right away. If you're working on a lot of videos that don't require any b roller music, you certainly don't need it. Or you can even ask that they have to provide it. A lot of the clients that I worked with when I was first getting started, they would provide all all those assets to me, so it wasn't something that I needed to worry about. But it is a nice little perk if you're looking to make yourself a little bit more marketable. Now with some of the more business-like fees. Um, So I do have an LLC, so I'm AWS Films LLC. And there's two things that I have to pay for on a regular basis. So there's one which is the registered agent fee. A registered agent is basically who files your LLC. And if there's any issues with the LLC or anything like that, that's who the state talks to on your behalf. And they can get mail and phone calls and stuff like that. You can act as your own registered agent. But the thing is is that you're, you're trying to keep some sort of privacy with your business, or at least your home address, especially if you're running your business out of your home, all that information is going to be public. All of my information is public, unfortunately. I'm looking to change that. Hopefully here in the future, I'm looking into using a virtual office. I don't know much about that, so I can't really comment on it yet, but just something to keep in mind. I filed my LLC through inkfile file, and I don't remember how much that cost me initially. I wanna say it was around or five hundred dollars, but that was just to set it up. Every year, I have to pay a registered agent fee, which is currently one hundred nineteen dollars per year, which is about ten dollars per month, a little bit less. And then I also have to file a report with the state. Basically, it's a good standing report um, with the the state and your business in Indiana. And this is all going to change based on where you live, so make sure you do your research. Don't. Don't take what I'm saying as this is what everything's going to cost. It's gonna highly depend on where your business is located because for instance, in California, I wanna say it's like $800 a year in LLC fees that you have to pay for. I don't have those fees in Indiana. Well, I I just have to file one report in Indiana and that's bi-yearly and it's only $32. So something to keep in mind. So like I said, that report costs $32. Every two years, which is $16 every year, about $1.33 per month. So, not too bad. And then the last thing that I paid for that I don't really plan on renewing, but it seemed to be a great marketing tool when I was getting started is that I'm Adobe certified, and that cost me around $150 to complete, but that is for a three year certification. So, if you know, you break that down. Yearly, that's $50 or about $4.17 per month. Mine is good until November of 23. And like I said, that's not really something I plan on paying for again. I can probably just take that off if I don't, if if I want to take that off my list. But if you want to get Adobe certified, just know that it costs around $150 to do. So that's pretty much it. that's everything that I pay for right now. So like I said, that cost me in total, as of right now, If you were to break things up per month, it cost me around $400 a month to run my business. Now, I'm not paying for all these things. I set money aside every month, so like when my Storyblocks subscription ends, I'll have that money just ready to go. You could just suck it up and pay for it as things come up. I don't do that. I basically, I have it broken down I have my budget broken down into two sections. I have my monthly costs, which things that I pay for monthly, which at the moment are Adobe, QuickBooks, my bookkeeper, and Dropbox, which are about $300 a month. And then I have my other expenses, which are either annually, biannually, or triannually, which I currently set aside about $100 a month, give or take. It, it's really, if with all these things added up and what they cost right now, it's $94 a month, but I just set aside $100 a month so that way when one of these things pop up, I just have that money ready to go. So the cycle is always flowing and I always have that money ready to go like I said. So broken up, it costs me around $400 a month to run my business. Now if you start taking out a lot of these things, so say you just pay for the one of the editing softwares like DaVinci Resolve or Final Cut, $300, you're obviously not paying for that monthly, so you don't have a bookkeeper right now. Those things, or, or even QuickBooks, just dropping those two things alone, I, I would just be paying 12 bucks a month for Dropbox. If I didn't have the Storyblocks subscription, the Artlist subscription, two email addresses, I mean, you you can probably run the business reasonably if you wanted to have one email address, a, a cloud service, and your website, you can reasonably run your business starting out for around $50 to $100 a month. Now, you can do it for $0 a month in the beginning if you're just getting started and you want to start making money before you start spending money on all these different expenses. If you can justify buying these things, like if you have some other steady stream of income to where you can start buying these things that look more professional to you, go ahead and do that. That's what I did for years. I had a day job for a while to where I was able to consistently pay for a lot of these things. It really just depends on you and what your needs are, but currently this is what I pay for. Uh, Some things that I'm going to hopefully be getting in the future to help my business run a little bit more smoothly. I want to get a virtual office, like I said, I might get an actual office at some point if I can justify the cost, but a virtual office for sure so that way I have a little bit more privacy because you'd be able to get an address, an actual business address without actually being physically located there. I might get more subscription music services or stock footage if I can justify the cost because at some point, if you're making a lot of content, you're gonna run out of options. I'm kind of running into that right now with Artlist as far as music options go. A lot of my clients all pretty much use the same style of music and at some point, I'm starting to have to reuse music because there's just not enough music on there. Which is crazy to think, because there's a lot of music options, but that may be something I need to consider in the future. So that pretty much wraps up this episode. If you guys have any questions or comments, let me know in the comments on the YouTube video what you think about what I'm paying for. If you are an editor yourself, let me know the kinds of things that you're paying for that I may have missed. Or, you know, I'm willing to take suggestions. If there's something that I'm doing better, definitely let me know because I'm down with saving money. I definitely would like to keep more money than I spend on business expenses. So I'm always willing to listen to suggestions. Let me know in the comments if you want me to clarify anything, or if you're listening to this on one of the podcasting platforms, feel free to reach out to me at info at awsfilms.com. I'd be more than happy to answer any of your questions. So yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure you subscribe if you enjoy this podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. You can also follow me on social media. I recently changed both my tags, so I'm now just at at AlexShredNoslack on both Instagram and Twitter. So yeah, let's chat. Let's see how we can make things run smoother for you. Thank you guys so much again for listening, and I'll see you on the next one. Later.